This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Welcome, global leaders, to the Global Reach Leadership Forum with Navy veteran, ecclesial leader, entrepreneur, and author, Dr. Pat. Presenting you with critical leadership perspectives from the minds of former military leaders, now transforming the face of American business as successful entrepreneurs. Get ready to listen, learn, to lead, and now to enhance your leadership influence on the Global Reach Leadership Forum. Here's your host, Dr. Pat. Hello and welcome to the Global Reach Leadership Forum. I'm your host, Dr. Pat. And today we're talking about being teachable. Being teachable is an exceptional leadership quality that everyone needs to have if you're a leader in any position of responsibility and of authority. But before our guest comes, my take. What you consider the word teachable or being teachable is probably not the same as what somebody else does. So when you think about the word being teachable, or some say teachableness, one should also consider the notion of being coachable. Being coachable, therefore, is something that most have heard of in several forums over the last few years. There is a common misconception that knowledge is power. Yet what is really missing in that old adage is the word applied. Applied knowledge is what renders you powerful amid a less knowledgeable sphere of influence. Teachableness is, in essence, the ability to allow yourself to learn from your environment and engaging yourself in mentorship. Now, this teachableness occurs because of your willingness. Your willingness. However, teachableness is not automatic, especially for a leader. Not that it is difficult to do, nor is it expected of every leader. The, the, the ability, or in essence, the inability to be taught for a stubborn person set in his or her own ways may be the single most important point of failure for that leader. Tijabulness, therefore, is the window through which you can see the areas of your leadership that need knowledge enhancement and proficiency. You know what? I, I, I remember when I started my doctoral program during the residency of the first year. The program director made a statement that I contemplated for quite a time. He said, anyone can start the program and learn, but it is a capacity to continue that matters. Now, ever since then, I had often asked myself whether I had the capacity to continue learning and allowing myself to learn. For you as an organizational leader, if you 
out of learning or you are not teachable, it may be because you have created a mental block within your psyche that you cannot learn anymore or you know all you need to know to excel. Think again. The truth is, if you are not learning, you are not growing. Moreover, if you are not growing, then your intellect is stunted. Stunted growth is an indication of a nutrient deficiency, which will be evident in your delivery of information and interaction with others. Teachableness to you, therefore, means whether you are already a successful entrepreneur, you're a business leader, you're an ecclesial leader, you're a financial mogul, there are opportunities galore for you to be teachable. If you have a wealth of academic or professional education, the opportunity to keep learning more and more and being taught more and more should be fundamental to your quest for excellence and personal growth. So I encourage you to be what? Teachable. Be teachable. So with that said, it's now time for us to have our guest for this week. All right. Our guest today is uh, retired Navy Commander Mike Layers, the president of OPX Solutions, a performance improvement company that helps manufacturers remove the barriers that prevent them from achieving their goals by developing leaders and improving processes. Now, prior to starting this company, uh, Mike had a 13-year manufacturing career where he held a variety of operational supply chain leadership roles. He also served in the U.S. Navy as a service warfare officer in the nuclear propulsion field and later retired as a commander in the reserves. Now, Mike writes a monthly article on business operations for Valley Business Front Magazine, and he was also recognized as a Virginia Small Business Veteran of the Year. And not only that, his, his company, OPX Legions, is also the number one franchise in the Americas with Leadership Management International. Remarkable, but I won't hold it against him. He's also a Green Bay Packers fan. Well, 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 Mike, welcome to the Global Reach Leadership Forum. It's indeed an honor to have you with us. How are you doing today? Oh, thanks, Pat. It's an honor to be on here and talk with you. All right. Great, great. So um, today we're going to be talking about being teachable. Now, you know, Mike, being teachable is something that is often c- confused with people that are smart, people that are, you know, um, people that are educated. And in your, in your world, I'll say that you're one of the smartest, you know, people that I've come across. But I, 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 w- I, w- I want you to, you know, if you can, you know, you were the nuclear propulsion field, as, uh, as we read. But what, what do you consider to be the distinction between somebody that is teachable and somebody that, you know, is just, educated and and how did how did you see this in the uh, in the military when you served yeah i i think that it really is two different things yeah, okay i i think you can be both educated and teachable yes likewise i think you can be neither <laughs> right i i think they're they're fairly mutually exclusive um you know in the military uh, a lot of what i would consider educated, intelligent leaders, um, some of which were very teachable and some were not. Mm. And um, 
You know, I think when it comes to, to leadership, it's, uh, it's really important to take, to, to know our, our, or to take the mindset that there's always a way to get better, right? There's a, there's a way to learn more and that you can always continue to learn from other people in your surroundings. And I think that's what it means to be teachable, right? Where, where you take the time to, to um, you have the mindset, that's a better way to say it. You have the mindset that, you know, I don't know it all. Uh, no matter how much I think I understand, I can still learn more. And, and to me, if you have that mindset, you're teachable, right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. And I'm glad you mentioned that because for leaders, there's a tendency for us to think, oh, I know it. I'm in charge. I, I, I know more than anybody else. It, not, not every leader is like that. Of course, the small ones are not like that. But, but it's important to me- that we recall what you're saying, that if you're willing to learn more, if you're open to, lis- to listening, you're, you're teachable. And that, I think that's what makes you excel. But with that said, though, do you think then that there is a difference in, in, uh, in being teachable, whether you're in the corporate world, private sector, or in the military? Because I would think, I would think it's the same, but what, what do you think? No, I, I really, I think it's also the same. Um, okay. I think both military and the private sector that if you're not teachable, you're in trouble. I mean, it's very, you know, military leaders who are not teachable or those that go into their roles thinking they know it all, or even if they don't, but they pretend to know it all, uh, they don't normally get a lot of respect, right? <laughs> yes. they, they, especially from the senior enlisted, you know, can see right through it. And yes. uh and so it's, it's really important to have, and I think the best military leaders, as well as the best leaders in the private sector, yes. uh, are very ask for ideas, truly want people's feedback and input, um, have this humble mentality uh, that they may not know it all, and, and, and they're willing to reach out to find out from others who know more than they do. Yes, uh, thank you. Yeah, you're absolutely right, and and I think that is essential when, especially when you go higher in the in the ranks. But surrounding yourself with the right people to be able to help you, you know, not not wear your ego on your sleeves and and be able to learn from them, I think, is an essential part of uh, what you just mentioned. So then, um, as a leader, whether in the corporate sector or in the private sector, how do you how did you encourage people? to get through their challenges with being teachable? Because I would think that some people have challenges with, with that. So how, how did you do that in the private sector or maybe in the military? The, the main way I, I encourage people to be teachable mm-hmm. is going back to this mindset, having this mindset of, of, of not, not believing you know it all or, or have this opinion of yourself that you're an expert. Okay. Uh, and I think once you have that mindset that I'm an expert in anything, then that now you're, you're, you're no longer teachable. Right. (laughs) You know, so, uh, you know, there's a great book by Carol Dweck called mindset. Right. And it's, yeah. And if you've never, if for your listeners or viewers who've not read or seen that book, um, basically Dr. Dweck talks about, um, these two mindsets that we have, one being a fixed mindset and one being a growth mindset. And, yes. and the people who are highly successful have this growth mindset where they're always, they think about always improving and getting better and growing as an individual and not simply trying to achieve 
a status or a position or, you know, or they believe that intelligence is kind of fixed, um, mm. but that you can always get better. So I always encourage people to think of themselves as learners, as practitioners, uh, whether it's leadership or in, I'm also involved in continuous improvement, mm. that we, we're not experts. We, we are simply practicing our craft, just like lawyers practice law and doctors practice medicine. Yes. Right. Yes. You know, we, we practice leadership and, yes. and we practice continuous improvement. And, and if you use that word, then you, that right there tells you that you are teachable and willing to learn more. Awesome. Awesome. And, and, and that segues into, uh, you know, the, the, the next section here. I would, I'd imagine that there is one thing that sticks in your mind as far as when an example that you probably want to share with us on when you allowed yourself to be teachable because we, we want to learn from that. And, and with that, how you encourage business leaders, whether they're transitioning from military service or the budding entrepreneurs to have intellectual curiosity. Um, is there an example that uh, you can share with us uh, from your own experiences? Yeah, I, I, you know, Pat, I, I don't have what I'd call maybe a specific example, but I can tell you when I was in the military, yeah. you know, my first, my first real job as a, a Navy ensign or Lieutenant junior mm. grade, I think I was when, when I had my first division and uh, you know, I was the first time I was really in a leadership position. And I remember my chief petty officer, my, my senior enlisted um, um, in, in my division. And, yes. and you know, I, I, I went in, it's kind of my nature. I, I, I don't, I don't have my normal nature is not one to just go in and think, you know, it all, it just isn't part of me, but I I've always noticed from others. And for me personally, that when I go in and, and start, just start asking questions and, and almost admit, Hey, I, I don't know what I'm doing here. Can you help me? When you, when you do that and you, and you're humble like that, people tend to want to help you and, and will help you and take care of you. I mean, I remember on more than one occasion where, or guys on my team would say, you know, sir, we got this taken care of, you know, we, we got this or sir, let me show you what we're doing. Right. Exactly. And, uh, and they love to do that. But as soon as you go in and start thinking, you know, it all, and, and it's obvious you don't, your team's going to shut them. They're going to close off from you and wow. they're going to like, okay, let's just let, let him or her, uh, you know, trip over their own feet here, yes. you know, and they'll let you do it. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my, I guess my example would be, uh, you know, I've always, I've always had my teams have always, uh, I've always been humble to them and, and, okay. and knowing I didn't know it at all. And then I've seen others do the opposite and mm-hmm. just watching the reactions. You know, yeah. it's, it's really remarkable. <laughs> Absolutely. And I appreciate you saying that, that it's inculcated in your nature because you mentioned um, having, having a growth mindset. So it sounds to me that that's something that you, you had with you throughout your leadership um, career and how in that growth mindset also, you also mentioned humility. And I, I, I like that you mentioned that. So, in that case, what then would you say is the biggest leadership gap when it comes to uh, being, you know, or, or leadership or knowledge gap when it comes to being an entrepreneur right now in the in the private sector? Do you see anything that you think um, budding entrepreneurs need to be aware of when it comes to knowledge gaps? Yeah, it's uh, you know usually entrepreneurs. What I've learned because I've been an entrepreneur now here for a while, and, yes, and I've and I've worked with a lot of other, collaborated with a lot of other entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. 
the, the biggest knowledge gap, I think, comes from, uh, well, I could be real specific here, but in general, sure. it's, 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 it's how to run a small business. Okay. And most, many, I, I don't know about most, but many entrepreneurs, that they, they get started in something they may have a passion with, which, mm-hmm. which is important because you need passion as an entrepreneur. Um, and, but it's usually a technical passion. So for me, it might have been leadership or wanting to be a continuous improvement consultant, mm-hmm. or maybe you like to bake and, and you want to be a baker, right? And so we have these passions and we have this technical expertise, but it's the non-technical aspects of running a business. And one, one very specific example is selling. Mm. All entrepreneurs have to be able to sell. They have to learn how to sell. And if they don't sell, they will not be successful. And there is a huge knowledge gap often with a lot of entrepreneurs in that specific skill. Every business for it to survive has to sell. And if you are a solo entrepreneur or you have a very small team, you need to learn that skill because you need to spend probably half your time doing it if you want to put food on the table. (laughs) So that's just one small example, but it's part of a bigger thing. You know, it could be your accounting. It could be uh, legal issues. It it could be... uh, HR issues, just all kinds of things that may be outside of what your actual passion is, which may be leadership or, you know, baking or, or whatever it might be. Wow. I'm, I'm so glad you mentioned that because, you know, starting out uh, myself uh, from transition from the military, want to start a business. That was the first thing I realized that you've got to learn how to sell it. So, oh, well, I, I, I'm not a salesperson. I don't know marketing, but guess what? You're going to flop if you don't. So thank you for sharing that, you know, for all of us to to be able to hear that, because I think it's essential for us to, to know that as uh, small business leaders, growing and budding in in this uh, in this very challenging world sometimes when you're transitioning from the service. So I, as you say that, I'm thinking about how you surround yourself with the right people. Because people like um, Warren Buffett, you know, Elon Musk talk about how you have to surround yourself with the smartest people so that, you know, you can leverage any gaps that you have. But do you think that's really where, what are your insights on that? Does that really help all the time? You know, what are your insights on that? Yeah, it's, it is, in my opinion, um, it, it, it may be when we say the smartest people, um, it may actually be intelligence and knowledge, but it could also be skills. Okay. Um, you know, so for instance, someone could be very skilled at selling, mm-hmm. you know, right? They, they may not be intellectually smart at selling, but they may just simply be good at selling. It's a skill, right? Yes. Um, so having knowledgeable and skilled people on your team, more so than you, uh, if you can find them, uh, you shouldn't hesitate to get them on your team if you can do it, right? Um, so for an entrepreneur, it's it's important that, or for really any business leader, the hardest part that many of them have, in my opinion, is that uh, it's, it's this idea of control or this idea of value. So you know, you could, we could get into the psychology of how individuals need to feel uh, self-worth, right? Yes. And, and when you give, when you bring people on your team that may be smarter than you or better than you in some way, mm-hmm. um, it can hurt your ego potentially mm-hmm. for some people and, mm-hmm. and, and almost lower that self-worth. But if you can get past that and realize that what your self-worth is about building a great team and having the confidence 
to have people on your team who may be smarter or more skilled than you, mm-hmm. that will, that's, it, it's huge. It, wow. it, it really is a, a, a big, it, it really is a big deal. And when, when you can put somebody on your team or, or, or you know, right now I concentrate, I, I have a small team mm-hmm. and I really am very selective looking for people that can do things better than I can do them. Good, um, good. Because that's the way I can grow and, and really, you know, if I, if we're always limited by what I can do best, we're not going to get very far, right? But if that's I can right. get people on my team that can all do something better than me, now we're going to grow. And it's 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 important. Yes, yes, certainly. You know, I'm glad you mentioned that because I'm thinking about for those who may probably have some some self-worth issues, you know, they probably need to find strategies that can help them do that to enhance that. So in areas where they have these challenges and they're unfamiliar with a specific field, besides having the right team with them, what would you say for that leader themselves to do so they can enhance that self-worth that you mentioned for the leader to become? Yeah. Better? Yeah. Yeah, that that's um, it, it. It's 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 a challenge. Um, mm-hmm. I, I see this in in leaders all the time. For instance, who who have a hard time delegating. Yes. Um, you know, they may think they can do better themselves, or they don't want to give up control. And it's uh, I'm not going to lie. It, it's 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 hard <laughs> yeah. to help people generate that. I mean, to some extent, it has to come from within. So how do we, how do you do that? And how do you help uh, others become more confident? There are, there are many ways to do it. Um, but however you try to do it, the important part is to keep working at it. So it's not one of those things where I can say, you know, tomorrow I'm going to, I'm, I'm, this is not going to bother me anymore. And I'm going to, I'm going to feel like I'm worth more than I am or, or whatever. Yes. Um, it doesn't work that way. It really needs what I like to call spaced repetition. That might be spaced repetition of of some of of affirmations, or of reading and listening to uh, inspirational or positive uh, podcasts or books or articles, um, or you know something along that line to to, to continue to expose yourself to the types of thoughts that you want to think. Right. And, yes. um, that's, that's normally what I would, I try to help leaders do. Okay. Um, and because it, it's not something you can just teach somebody that it's okay. Right. Yes. Um, it, 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 it's something that has to be generated from within and there are ways to do that, but it, it takes some effort. It takes effort. Okay. Well, that is, that is awesome. I, I'm so glad that uh, you've highlighted really key points. And, you know, my takeaway as, as uh, we head towards the end here is really that I, I guess I have to learn how to allow myself to be teachable. You mentioned humility, you mentioned having a growth mindset. And, and so far here's, and our, and our listeners, I, I want to make sure that you're listening to, you know, to what Mike is saying, because sometimes you lose yourself in your leadership and think that, well, you're in charge. And so that's it. But I'm so glad you, you mentioned that. So, you know, as, uh, as we, as we, as we head towards the end here, uh, Mike, what would you say is your biggest lesson that you've learned as an entrepreneur that you, you want us to take away with us? If there's anything we need to know about being an entrepreneur, what would that be um, for, you know, f- for, for you? Yeah. Um, I would say the, no- the number one thing is, and this can be hard for military leaders or yes. military individuals. Mm-hmm. And that is, um, you know, expect something that's very 
you have to go into it expecting um, chaos mm. and you have to be flexible and, and change on the fly. Um, the entrepreneurship is not something where very rarely do I think an entrepreneur comes in, they, they make this business plan and they, they think they've got this path that they see themselves starting and running a business uh-huh. and they've got it all laid out and then it goes like that perfectly. <laughs> It never. never does that. Never. It never does that. <laughs> no right? way. <laughs> that, believe it or not. I yeah. know. So, so I think some entrepreneurs wow. struggle with, with that. And um, they got this idea in their head of a product or a service and, and it's not working. They, they got to listen to the, this goes with being teachable, right? Okay. Yes. They have to be open to the signs and to maybe um, a mentor's that may tell them to pivot here, right? That was the word of the year last year, pivot, (laughs) right? So companies that were able to pivot during a COVID-19 crisis, you know, tended to do pretty well. But those that were fixed, you know, again, it gets you in trouble. So the biggest thing I've learned and I would recommend to entrepreneurs is is just go into it expecting the unexpected and and that you really have to, it goes without saying you're gonna have to work hard. I mean, that, that goes without saying, but you got to be willing to change and take whatever path opens up for you and not just take the path that you want to take yes. um, because that can be the difference between succeeding or not. Oh, wow. That oh, is and so, Pat, yes. let me add one other quick thing. Yes. I, the other is entrepreneurship takes a while. It normally takes longer than you think it's going to take to be successful. True. And maybe I'll call it be self-sustaining mm-hmm. or to get there, whatever you want to define it. Mm-hmm. It normally takes longer. So to, a lot of entrepreneurs, just when they're on the verge of finally getting it going, they, they believe it or not, they run out of money or something, right? So oh, whatever you think you, <laughs> however long you think it's going to take you to get your business going, uh, you know, maybe double it double. and be ready to try to live lean for that amount of time. Because the worst thing that can happen is you get almost there and you have to stop right before it would have taken off for you. I know. Wow. I am so glad you hit us so much on the head. Well, I am so thankful for what you shared with us uh, today. It is a lot uh, that we need to take away. And those are really key nuggets that you shared. So if you're a listener, you want to come back to this uh, recording to uh, to hear what uh, Mike has shared with us, because he's an expert in this. He's done this for years. He understands that. So, so, so Mike, before we leave, why don't you tell us about, about you and OPX Solutions, that great company that you're running. Tell us everything about it, what you want entrepreneurs to hear about and, and how we, you know, we can find you in the future if we need something. Sure. Well, thanks, Pat. Um, first of all, let me tell the entrepreneurs that feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. Okay. Uh, I, 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 unless you're an obvious telemarketer, I'm, I'm, I'm going to connect with you. <laughs> uh, but especially veterans, you know, I love to help veterans if they have any questions about entrepreneurship, starting a business. But um, uh, you know, I started OPEX Solutions uh, nine years ago. Uh, as you said in the intro, you know, we we really help organizations remove the barriers that that keep them from being more successful. Right. And we do that by offering services and leadership development, and, as well as process improvement. So, depending on you know, we we are long term partners with clients, with our with our with businesses and organizations uh, to to help them achieve greater success. And in some cases, that's helping to develop their people, develop good, strong leadership um, behaviors and cultures. And sometimes it's their processes that are, that are, that they struggle with. And so using the concepts of lean and lean manufacturing, 
um, we help organizations in, in both of those areas. Um, so if anybody's interested in, in learning more about us, um, or if you are a veteran and you're interested in leadership development, mm-hmm. uh, because let me tell you, we didn't talk about this, but that is leadership experience in the military is extremely valuable in the private sector. Don't underestimate your leadership background because it's sorely missing in the private sector. And just having leadership skills can get you a long way in the private sector. Um, But for, you know, if you're interested in a career or an entrepreneurship in that area, please let me know. You know, we're we're always looking for people on our team, but even the part of the franchise, we're with Leadership Management International. Um, great, you know, great organization that is always looking for veterans and others who may be interested in, um, you know, starting their own business in this area. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Mike. We've enjoyed having you. And so, uh, you know, leaders, global leaders, you've heard from Mike. Um, he's he's an expert in, in the manufacturing sector and also in leadership. And uh, I'm asking you to make sure that you connect with him. Uh, and also remember, uh, what we just talked about can also be found in the 52 essential qualities and attributes of an organizational leader. You know, it's available for you. It's on Amazon. Please look for that. Be a part of that. And always remember that you want to be teachable to excel as a leader. So always remember to lead the change. Take care, be well, until next time. Well, global leaders, thank you for listening to this episode of the Global Reach Leadership Forum. If you have learned something today, please like us on Facebook. Visit our website at www.globalreachleaders.com to leave a comment or a question and share this episode with others. Until next week, remember to lead the change. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.